the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You back with you on this Thursday at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. It is the 17th morning of the first month of the year of our Lord. 2019. Really appreciate you being with us uh, today. So much uh, important news to get into. We're looking forward to uh, talking uh, with you. And I got a lot of great guests coming up as well, including Congressman Jim Jordan is going to be uh, joining us here a little earlier than normal, actually, as uh, we normally talk to Congressman Jordan at about 948 on Mondays. But he's had a very busy week, as you can imagine, uh, dealing with a lot of obstructionist Democrats. And uh, uh, he is going to be joining us this morning. So hopefully we'll have him on sooner rather than later. Uh, I'll let you know when we do have the congressman ready to rock and roll. So Congressman Jordan will be joining us. Uh, oh, look, look look at that. Almost perfectly on cue, he is ready to rock and or roll. Congressman Jordan, good to have you back on AM 1420. The answer, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Good. Uh, what, later in the week, but earlier in the day. This, uh, this uh, that's week, true, right? indeed. And, and you've, got a, you've got a pretty busy morning coming up. There's a reason you couldn't come on at 930 as we were going to be talking with you. What's going on? Well, we're actually um, the the oversight committee. Where the the steering committee is naming the the Republicans who are going to be on that committee. So I got to be at that meeting. Um, you know, has been given the opportunity to be the ranking member of that that committee. So we're looking forward to the work we got to do to get to the truth um, uh, on all these investigations. So that 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 comes up here in a few minutes. But that glad to be with you right now. Yeah, absolutely, and that committee is so important. I did talk to Ian about this yesterday, and I just kind of wanted to, mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about the direction of these committees. You know, yesterday uh, we heard a lot from uh, Maxine Waters uh, talking about the agenda uh, of her committee about uh, you know going after the banks and trying to refight the uh, the reason for the recession that we suffered uh, about ten years ago. Uh, and and of course, all we have heard from other Democrats uh, is they take over these very important the leadership of these very important committees is once again we're going to investigate, we're going to investigate, we're going to impeach. We're going to try to tear down the president. We're going to do nothing, apparently, to try to legislate and improve the lot of the people that they are. Uh, they swore an oath to yeah. represent. Congressman, how yep. do you plan? How do you, and I talked to you a little bit about this last week, but especially now as you get you know the oversight mm-hmm. committee appointments all made, how do you plan to to get things done when they are going to have a essentially a zero hold where we are now agenda until 2020? The truth. Focus on the truth. They're gonna they're gonna do what they do. We we know their intentions. I mean, if if you if you doubted them, think about day one, uh, the first day of the session. They file impeachment resolution. Um, uh, from Brad uh, Sherman from California files that within 24, not less than 24 hours of being in office, you had the disgraceful comments from the new freshman member uh, from Michigan saying the things she said about the, the president. You have the announcement from Mr. Cummings that his first big hearing. We'll have Michael Cohen, a, con- a, a convicted felon, who's going to prison in six weeks. One of the things he's going to prison for is lying to Congress. And if you needed any more evidence that they were all about stopping the president and not about helping the country, uh, look no further than Nancy uh, Pelosi's uh, letter yesterday where she tells uh, the president, don't bother coming giving the annual State of the Union address to the nation. Um, that's how much they're focused on stopping the president and how little they are focused on doing what's best for uh for our constituents well, that, and for our country. So our, our focus has got to be the truth. Just get to that, the truth. 
That is so very well said, and that was going to be my first question to you anyway. This is a perfect example of this. You know, she she and, and Chuck Schumer, of course, yesterday uh, supporting his uh, partner in crime, and I'll use that def- uh, term directly, um, uh, you know, saying that, well, the state of the government is that the government is, or state of the union, rather, is that the government is shut down. That's all you need to say, President Trump. You don't need to come in here to do that. They, it is going to remain shut down because of every single last uh, uh, piece of information that we have coming out of the Capitol is that Nancy Pelosi will not negotiate they will not right. negotiate off of zero the president has gone from 2,000 border miles to about 780 border miles he's gone from 25 billion to about 5.7 billion and is willing to go down to 2 billion or uh, a, a billion plus to fund the border wall he has gone from concrete to steel slats he has negotiated in yep. good faith to make this palatable yep. for them they won't come off of anything and yet they still say this the president has shut the government down within 24 hours they had said these two things that happened. One, the president invited him to come talk about what you just said to negotiate so we can get a border security wall and get the government, the portion that flows, get it back open. And they refused to even show up. And then also within that same 24-hour period, speaker said, don't bother having a State of the Union address. Th- that is how much they are just dug in and focused on stopping the president. Now, here's the good news, Bob. A number of their freshman members, a number of their new members who barely won their elections in Republican-leaning districts but were able to win this this fall real close margins, a number of them have said, wait a minute, we're getting tired of this leadership or, frankly, lack of leadership from Pelosi. We do understand there needs to be a barrier on the border to protect us and stop the drugs and the gangs and the violence and the things and the human trafficking. So the number of them, I think eight different members have already said, we're willing to look at funding a border security wall. So that's what that's the dynamic that's moving in the right direction. More constituents talking to those freshman members who then talk to their leadership and say, hey, stop this. Let's let's get to the negotiating table with the president and let's figure out how we can get this done. Congressman, you were very big uh, when uh, your party still had the majority on getting uh, Rod Rosenstein in front of your committee, and it did not happen. And now you're pressuring Democratic leadership to do that as well before he leaves uh, office, because we all had uh, yep. have heard that uh, he's going to be leaving. Uh, what do you what What are you thinking here? Any chance that's going to happen? I, I do think uh, it, it, there's a, there's a chance that that happens. We are going to continue to push. But let me just back up a second. The big news this week was the former. Chief counsel at the FBI, Jim Baker, mm-hmm. is the subject of a criminal investigation at the Department of Justice. Now, think about this. I mean, we had this big story from the New York Times last weekend where they talk about the president was that the FBI thought the president was potentially working with Russia. An agent and, of the Russians. A bunch of baloney. <laughs> but remember who this came from. It came from Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andy McCabe. And Jim Baker. Now, those four people had a deep bias against the president. We all know about the struck and page text messages. But remember, Andy McCabe is under investigation. And as, as we disclosed this week, Jim Baker, the chief, former chief counsel of the FBI, is also under investigation by the Department of Justice. So you got to look at the, who the source of that information uh, was that the New York Times was reporting on. I think that's big that two of the top people at the FBI are under criminal investigation as we speak by the Department of Justice. I think that shows what was going on at the very highest levels of the Justice Department in this whole Trump-Russia investigation. Which is why we need the highest levels of the Justice Department to, t- to testify, including the Deputy Exactly Justice right. Side, right. I mean, that, that because this, Go ahead, sir. Never forget that critical eight-day period, uh, Bob. May 9, 2017, uh, Jim Comey is fired based on Rod Rosenstein's memo that he submitted to the president. May 17th, Bob Mueller is named special counsel. In that critical eight days, this is when all this happened that the New York Times reported on. This is when those four people, McCabe, Strzok, Page, and Baker, 
We're talking about the things they were talking about, obstruction of justice and all. It's also that critical time when Rod Rosenstein is alleged that he came in and talked to subordinates about wearing a wire to record the commander-in-chief and invoking the 25th Amendment and actually pursuing uh, a route to throw the president out of office. That is scary that they were contemplating that and that was being talked about. Again, this is according to the New York Times reporting that Rosenstein has said those things. We need to get to the bottom of that, and that's why we've been pushing for months to get Rosenstein in to testify. As we listen uh, to that uh, blockbuster uh, accusation last week that you talked about, about the president potentially, the FBI actually uh, considering opening an investigation into him as a Russian agent, um, I-, I have to ask you about this. I don't like to hit you with things that you weren't prepared for, but none of us were prepared to hear this last night. I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign. Yes, you I have, have no idea. if there- I have not. I said the you- president of the United States. There is not a single bit of evidence the president of the United States committed the only crime you could commit here, conspired with the Russians to hack the DNC. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what the purpose yeah. of it was. I'm, I'm baffled, and I'm also troubled, because if, I, if I'm listening to it cynically, I just heard Rudy Giuliani admit that there may be, have been collusion between the campaign and Russia. It just didn't involve the president himself. What, any response yeah. to that? I, I have seen not one bit of evidence uh, on, on, the, on the part of the president or the campaign that shows any type of coordination, conspiracy, or collusion between um, the president's campaign, the president, and, and, and Russia. I've just not seen any of it. I don't think Bob Mueller's presented any of it. There were, there were some people, um, uh, you know, that he's, that he's uh, Russians that he's indicted. There are people that Paul Manafort has been indicted for, for uh, lobbying uh, and, and not disclosing certain things and tax issues and other things. Michael Cohen on, on, problems that he's had in New York with his taxi business and everything else. Never seen one bit that of evidence. That all predated work uh, about, on the campaign, by the by. Yes, exactly. So you, you, we haven't seen that. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what, uh, what, what Mr. Giuliani was saying there. But I, I, he was clear that the president has, has certainly, there's no evidence of any type of coordination collusion between the president. I've not seen anything from the campaign either. Congressman Jordan, uh, this is a little bit of a distraction for House Republicans, I think, and and that's the only reason I'm asking you about it. And, of course, I'm speaking of the uh, controversy surrounding Steve King. Um, You know, there's been a few things uh, that he has been accused of in the past, associations, follows on Twitter to people who might not necessarily be the most uh, upstanding people. And now, of course, the New York Times story that led to the stripping of all of his assignments by the the majority or minority leader, uh, McCarthy. Um, and any thoughts? Does he need to resign, or or are Republicans being fairly served? Are his constituents in Iowa being fairly served by his presence at this particular point in time? What what what? I mean, look, Bob. Um, we we both know what he said was terrible. What he said was wrong, um, and there's no place for that kind of that kind of language and and thought in 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 in, in our political debate. Uh, it's just terrible. So uh, I supported the reprimand that was on the floor uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I think almost every single member of the, of the House did because, it, I mean, again, that, that kind of language, is just no place for it. Uh, it's terrible. So uh, whether he resigns or not, that, that's a question between him and his constituents. Um, and I've always, I always leave it, leave it with, uh, with, with those. We'll see what he does. Um, you, uh, you, you, the Freedom Caucus has has called for Congress to work uh, on this shutdown uh, through the break. Uh, uh, you, yeah. Can you can you tell me what what your what your thoughts are and whether there's going to be movement on this, or, if may, or is, will the caucus stay there just on their own, or what what, what will happen? We, we 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 may have some people who do that this weekend. Uh, now now there's talk of uh, not being all home for the traditional. Um, Martin Luther King week and, and doing things in our district. We may be back in, in session next week, which I think is appropriate. Let's get this solved. But you can't get it solved if the Democrats won't show up exactly. and negotiate. 
you yeah. can't. That's that's the bottom line. So, look, I, I was here up until the Sunday before Christmas trying to work on this when everyone else was going home. Um, we met with the president that weekend. So, um, let's uh, let's get the Democrats to stay here and do it. But until their constituents talk to more of their members and their members then say to their leadership, "Look, stop this. Let's actually figure this out." I don't know that we'll get it done. Maybe you guys will just have to follow them down to a Puerto Rican resort uh, and get on the beach and, uh, and and hash it out there. Maybe they'll be willing to talk to you on their terms. What do you think? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe we'll have to. Maybe. Well, I think the president would negotiate anywhere. If, uh, yeah, I agree. Said, uh, I, I'm going to preach. I'll be there wherever, wherever, wherever he can get it done. That's how committed the president is to doing what we told the American people we're going to do and getting a border security wall uh, in place. And yet, the, 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 the way this is being painted, the president stormed out and wouldn't negotiate, you know, at that, at that meeting last week. And, and what's, what we're coming to find out since then is the president asked, uh, Pelosi, uh, and, and, and Democrat leaders, if I, I sign the short-term I, spending bills right. for three weeks, if I sign this yeah. so that we can work on this for the next three weeks, will you negotiate with me on it? Nancy Pelosi said no, no, no money for the wall. So what's to negotiate? What's the, what's the reason exactly. for signing it if she's going to never come off of that? And, and yet, and yet, he continues to reach out because he knows how important this is to the country. He knows what this drug problem has done to the country. He knows that the, the gang problem that comes as a result of not having a secure border, and also the human trafficking issue. And he is he is ready to fight and stand firm as long as he can until we get this done. So, Bob, I got to run to this meeting. Good. I, I was just about to say, go fight for your spot on that oversight committee. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 927, now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer. Short segment here uh, before we get to our bottom of the hour news. I want to use it to just scratch my head. Can I scratch my head on live radio and have it make a sound? Uh, I don't know, uh, but that's all I can do. I'm trying to figure out what in the living world Rudy Giuliani was doing last night. What on earth could have possessed Rudy Giuliani to tell Chris Cuomo on CNN, home, by the way, of former Ohio Governor John Kasich, who is now their new political commentator, <laughs> that's not the most obvious thing ever. Has there ever been a match made better than that one? I mean, seriously, that one that one came just like right out of the uh, out of an ad for Match dot com. Uh, John Kasich was looking for a lover. CNN was looking for a lover. They found one another two seconds after he left the uh, governor's mansion in uh, in Ohio in uh, Columbus. Uh, so very very obvious. But anyway, CNN last night it was it was former New York uh, mayor and current Trump advisor Rudy Giuliani. On CNN with Chris Cuomo, essentially admitting that there may have been collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia? Did this man really go on live television and say this? The president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, making a surprising admission to CNN's Chris Cuomo regarding the allegation of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russian officials. I never said there was no collusion between the campaign 
or between people in the campaign? Yes, I have, have no idea. If I have not. I said the you, president of the United States. On Twitter and in public statements, President Trump has used the phrase no collusion dozens of times and also denied that his campaign was involved with the Russian government. No comment from the White House regarding Giuliani's apparent contradiction. I don't know what the White House is going to say. I just brought this up to Congressman Jordan, and, and you heard what he said. I don't know where he's getting this, because we have all seen uh, the evidence that the Mueller report has brought forth thus far, and there is no evidence of collusion whatsoever with anybody, not between Trump and the Russians or members of the Trump team and the Russians. And yet here's Rudy Giuliani saying, I never said there was no collusion. Well, yeah, you did. Who put this guy on TV? Rudy Giuliani is a loose cannon. He is a dangerous person who lets his mouth work before his brain does, and it's been that way for a while. Who put this man on TV last night to speak on this? And if the Trump, if President Trump doesn't by noon today announce the firing of Rudy Giuliani from his uh, 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 advisory council, or whatever position it is that he holds as an advisor to the president. Uh, and, and I know he's his personal lawyer as well. Maybe you should say that. He's firing his personal lawyer, and he's firing him from, an, uh, from his advisory role because the man is mentally disturbed. He went on CNN and said, I never said there was no collusion. Yes, you and the entire Trump team have said from day one there was no collusion. And why? Because there was no collusion. So what was this guy smoking before going to talk to Chris Cuomo? I'm I'm very, very concerned about this, and you should be as well. If you want to react to it, do it after the news. 216-901-0945. Bob Francis-Thorpe. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yeah. Uh, what is the truth right now, however? What is the truth? I've never seen anything quite as reckless as what we saw last night uh, from uh, from Rudy Giuliani. I, I just haven't. I have not seen anything as reckless as him going on Chris Cuomo's show and declaring that he never said there's no collusion. Both he and President Trump and every member of President Trump's uh, uh, staff Every member of President Trump's campaign, including those who have been indicted for things not having anything to do with the campaign, like Paul Manafort, everybody on the president's uh, uh, pu- uh, uh, publicity team, including the press secretary, have all said forever that there has been no collusion with anyone having to do with the Trump campaign and Russia. And yet here comes Rudy Giuliani. The president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, making a surprising admission to CNN's Chris Cuomo. Regard- I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign. Yes, I have, have no idea. If there- I have not. I said the you- president of the United States. There is not a single bit of evidence the president of the United States committed the only crime you could commit here, conspired with the Russians to hack the DNC. 24 hours ago, there was not a shred of evidence that anybody on the president's team had conspired with Russians to hack the DNC. And now Rudy Giuliani has left the door open saying, oh, so you're saying it just wasn't Trump, but it doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't people doing it on Trump's behalf. It, this, this is a game changer, my friends. This is a very serious issue. As the president continues to try 
to get more Americans on his side because of the incredibly devastating impact of illegal immigration and drugs and, and, and criminals flowing across our southern border. With a new caravan on the way, by the way, you do know there's another one on the way. It's picking up steam. It's adding more people. It's gone from Honduras to Guatemala. It is, it is just steamrolling northward. Meanwhile, we have more and more illegal crossings happening every single day. The president's trying to fight this fight. Now he's got to deal with a member of his own staff, including his own personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, declaring that, I just said that the president didn't include. I didn't say anything about anybody else. Is this really what we need to have happen right now? This is concerning. This is a game changer. 216 if you want to talk about that. 888 I mentioned that caravan, we right? We know that somewhere uh, north of 1,500 to 2,000 migrants are crossing that Honduran border, already have done so. Now with this new one coming from El Salvador, which reports from Reuters were that it was 150, but expected to grow along the way and gaining some of the Guatemalan citizens who will join this caravan, what you're going to see is a, a swelling of sorts of the migrants because it is Mexico where they most fear both the criminal organizations that will prey on them along with Mexican immigration police that will quickly deport them if they're a small group. So they're gathering here and they're marching towards 157 miles exactly from where I stand to the Tapachula-Mexico border. They'll begin that later today or on Friday. So it continues uh, and they're up over around 2,000 now and as you just heard in that report from Fox, uh, that will continue to grow. That number will continue to grow. And meanwhile, we have more and more illegal immigrants who are already at our border making dangerous crossings, putting the United States once again on the defensive and putting the the border uh, customs and border patrol agents on the defensive as malnourished, sick kids, some with families or alleged to be with families, some on their own, unaccompanied minors, uh, make this trek in order to be uh, taken into custody and then released into the United States. But, of course, if any of them suffer Ill, Ill health and die in Border Patrol custody, it'll be our fault. The Border Patrol says they apprehended a group of 247 people after they made what border officials called a treacherous crossing. The group turned themselves in at Antelope Wells. Agents say most of them are from Central America, with children among them, both in families and unaccompanied minors. Many quickly told the agents they were in need of medical care. Many told agents we're in need of medical care, and if they get medical care and it doesn't help them and they die, it'll be Trump's Border Patrol agents are killing kids again. That's how this will be spun in the media. You know that, right? In a statement, though, the Border Patrol says since the start of the fiscal year, which is October 1, criminal organizations have trafficked in 24 groups of at least 100 people or more in that same area. This is also the same area where that seven-year-old girl, Jacqueline Call, came through with her father before she died hours later. Bingo. Bingo. And this is what the President of the United States is trying to deal with. Meanwhile, now he's got Rudy Giuliani out there on TV on CNN saying there might have been collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, just not the President himself. I just don't know where to go with that. I'm struggling. I'm looking for somebody who is in the know to say this is what Rudy Giuliani was talking about, and this is why, and this is why it's okay. Because right now there is a very, very serious problem here between the president's attorney and uh, and and the president's statements with respect to collusion. I mean, he may be just walking the Democrats right up to the impeachment uh, 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 um, uh, arena. For goodness sakes, this is the president's own personal lawyer.
Now, as it pertains back, going back to the border, going back to the border wall, going back to the shutdown, going back to the ridiculous idea that uh, the president should not give a State of the Union address. You heard this, right? The president should not give a State of the Union address, says Nancy Pelosi, and he has to be invited by the House to do this. I mean, even though it's constitutionally required for the president to give a State of the Union address once per year, uh, it hasn't always been in front of the Congress. That has been the tradition for decades, but it has not always been that way. Uh, And Nancy Pelosi has to invite him to come and address the Congress on the State of the Union. Otherwise, he can do it in written form. She doesn't want him on TV. She doesn't want him going in front of the world at the State of the Union address with her sitting behind him in the speaker's chair telling everybody about all of the evil stuff that she has done. The lies about negotiating. The lies about um, why the uh, uh, shutdown exists right now. She won't do it. That's why she doesn't want him to come, and that's uh, uh, and this is a big part of the problem. Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the president's press secretary, uh, kind of laying out, laying it all out here on Nancy Pelosi, how she has done nothing to end this shutdown. Nancy Pelosi has been unwilling to do anything, and that's simply not going to work, and it's not going to fix the problem. And she's got to get serious about doing her job, and not just be serious about uh, being a political figure. And hopefully, that we'll see something break on that soon. Yeah, probably not, however. Chuck Schumer agrees with Pelosi. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says that the government is still closed on January 29th. When the president is scheduled to give his State of the Union speech here, the address should be delayed until government is back open. What is the State of the Union? The government is closed because of President Trump. Number one, you're a bald-faced liar, and if you were in front of me right now, I don't think it would go well for you, Chuck Schumer. It is not because of President Trump, you complete political hack. Number two, the government is not closed. 25% of it is. Most Americans, 80-plus percent according to the most recent surveys, have not felt one single inch of difference in their lives because of the 25% of non-essential government being closed. Uh, And number three, that is not the only issue in the State of the Union. The State of the Union exists in many ways. What is the State of the Union as it pertains to national security? What is the State of the Union as it pertains to employment? What is the State of the Union as it pertains to uh, foreign policy? What is the State of the Union as it pertains to the military? What is the State of the Union as it pertains to the environment? And so on and so forth. All, you know, to just say, oh, the government, this, they don't want him to have the bully pulpit that comes with, I don't know, winning elections. Remember, winning elections, they have consequences. So Nancy Pelosi may not invite the president to address the nation uh, uh, by way of the uh, uh, the traditional forum in the uh, in the House chamber, um, and that has Tom uh, Homan uh, speaking out on this and a little bit more. Tom Homan is the former director of ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He was on Fox and Friends just this morning with some of what I believe to be the best comments yet about Nancy Pelosi. They're not pretty. They're not pleasant. But they're accurate. They are 100% accurate. This is a man who knows how many drugs come across that border. He knows that there are more Americans overdosing on drugs every day than were killed in the Vietnam War. He knows this. And he knows where most of those drugs are coming from. He knows where the human traffickers are coming from. He knows where the gang members are coming from. And it's across our southern border, and he knows Nancy Pelosi will do nothing to try to stop it. 
And that's why he had these words about Nancy Pelosi this morning on Fox and Friends. Again, it's not the most pleasant thing you're ever going to hear, but it's right. And Tom, what do you make of Nancy Pelosi yesterday asking the president, hey, uh, put on hold the State of the Union because of security? Department of Homeland Security came out and said, oh, we're ready. You used to be in that department. What do you say to Nancy Pelosi? She's disgusting. There was a studio audience they had on TV this morning, and that's why you hear that, uh, that, that applause. But Tom Homan said she's disgusting. I told you it wasn't pleasant, but it's accurate. And why is she disgusting? Because she, 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 is, she is scared to death that the president's going to speak to straight to the American people more than eight minutes. And it's claimed there's a crisis on the border. And this, this isn't just about enforcing the law. This is about saving lives. Mm-hmm. If there would have been a wall in that area where those two children crossed, they may be alive today. Right. And I've seen, if, if Nancy Pelosi saw what I saw in 34 years of my career, maybe she'd have a different attitude. Because I've stood in the back for a tractor trailer surrounded by 19 dead aliens, including a five-year-old little boy who died in his father's arms because he suffocated to death. Because when you entice people to come to this country illegally, because you push sanctuary cities, you want to abolish ICE, you want no real enforcement of, of our border laws, you don't fix the loopholes like the asylum, uh, the asylum laws, that entices people to come to this country. When, you, when New York City wants to give them free medical care and in-state tuition, more people come to this country, more people die. I've seen many people die in this journey, so it's just not about protecting right. the, 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 the sovereignty of this country and enforcing laws, it's about saving lives for a vulnerable right. population that's being misled. Right, Tom, absolutely great. Well said, he, uh, Tom Oman had a lot more to say this morning on, on Fox and Friends that I think is worth our time, and I'll play a little bit more of that coming up next hour. But essentially, what he said about Nancy Pelosi is that she lo- or despises, I'm sorry, his words, I'm going to quote her ex- him exactly. He said, she hates this president more than she loves this country. And Tom Homan is spot on. There is absolutely no way to dispute that. That is exactly what Nancy Pelosi has displayed for us. Pure, utter hatred for Donald Trump, even more so than she has love for this country. She's the one who continues to call a border wall immoral. Even Steny Hoyer won't go that far. This is not an issue of morality. A wall is immoral if it tries to uh, imprison people who shouldn't be imprisoned. Okay. Uh, a wall you, is, uh, that protects people is not immoral. I you think have the all issue is whether of- it works. A wall that protects people said Steny Hoyer, is one that is not immoral. A wall that imprisons people, he is saying, is immoral. And I don't know if he's saying that, by the way, our prison uh, system is immoral, because we. he said a wall that's put up to keep people in is immoral, but a wall that's meant to protect people is not. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of, you got know, to take the good with the bad there, I suppose. Uh, he's saying that the border wall that protects us from uh, the criminal activity on the other side of the border would be not immoral. But he said walls that keep people in are immoral. And that's a little bit odd because uh, I don't know if he's talking about prisons or not. That, by the by, is another one of the great examples that I like to use. You know, people are always talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi's home being surrounded by walls and Barack Obama's home in D.C., suburban D.C., being surrounded by walls and all these other types of things. And another great example is prisons. If walls don't work, why are they? Uh, why are there walls surrounding prisons? There is fence with razor wire and walls stopping two things from happening. Number one, prisoners from getting out, but also people from getting in. And you're like, what are you talking about? Who would want to go in? What do you think the contraband trade is all about? How do you think drugs get into prison? They try to make it extraordinarily different, difficult for people to get drugs and other contraband into prison. 
uh, for the inmates. And that's another reason for the walls and the high security. The fences, the razor wire, the walls, uh, they work. If they didn't work, they wouldn't be around prisons, for goodness sakes. Jan is in Cleveland on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jan, go ahead. Oh, hi. You know, uh, those migrants crossing, we have, uh, there's a group called uh, Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. I I wish someone who, I, I guess they're very altruistic, why don't they go and meet those migrants and see what's wrong with them and who, I would like to know what organization and who is behind organizing them and talking these people they, they don't all just one morning wake up and walk out the door and well you i don't think they do that um and yes there are organizers and there are there are groups and we have seen them identified when the first uh, couple of these caravans uh made their started to make their way northward so they are identified but others do decide to just come out you know one morning when they see the hordes of people going through their town on their way northward a lot of them just say you know what let's go let's join on let let's let's add on like this this one that's going on right now started uh, 2 days ago with 500 carav- uh, 500 members of that caravan and it became a thousand in a, in a, in a few miles, and it became two thousand in a couple of days. So they do; they just kind of add on and who's, strength how, when they go through who's new Who's feeding them? <clears throat> who's that, who's feeding them and giving them water? That's a great question, and that's a source of a lot of disagreement. By the by, Jan, uh, thanks for the call. That's a source of a lot of um, uh, controversy too, because uh, Mexico. When they reach the Mexican border and they breach that and they come in, uh, there are a lot of Mexican people who are sick and tired of it saying, we don't need to feed these people. And we got to stop feeding these people. I can tell you this. And it's kind of one of the world, world's worst ir- or not worst. It's the most interesting ironies, I suppose. Um, that, um, you know, we, we talk about all of the influx of, of Mexican illegal aliens coming into the country, into the United States. The Mexican nationals are sick and tired of Guatemalan and Honduran and El Salvadoran uh, uh, illegal aliens coming into their country and taking some of their resources and being forced to be fed. Uh, you know, they're being forced to feed them and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, there are organizations, and yes, they are being fed along the way. They are being uh, cared for to a certain extent. Obviously not enough to keep them all healthy because, as I played in that report earlier, uh, many of them are crossing into the United States now in very ill health. And, of course, that's the goal. Get to the United States, take advantage of the United States medical system, and, oh, by the by, if they don't survive, blame the United States for killing them. Right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine fifty-five. Now the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Don't forget, Doctor Ron, Doctor Ron Martinelli. Excuse me. Uh, been a uh, quite a lengthy absence uh, from the program. I have not talked to Doctor Ron in a while, and uh, he makes his return to the program after he wrote a piece that captured my interest. Uh, about our law enforcement officers. You know, we often talk about the unbelievable number of them that are being killed in uh, various manners, ambushes, traffic stops, responding to uh, calls, uh, shootouts, and so on and so forth. Um, it's obviously uh, that that will never not be an issue for us and for uh, those of us who care about our security and those who provide it. But um, Dr. Round wrote a piece uh, recently about the number of uh, uh, police officers who are killing themselves. There is a huge amount of stress 
a number of stress-related police officer suicides that have been taking place. And uh, uh, Dr. Ron thinks he knows why. And he thinks he knows what some of the forces are to blame for that. And we're going to talk to him about that coming up at about 10.08 this morning. So I'm looking forward to that. Meantime, we're still trying to process Nancy Pelosi's unbelievable, the gall that she has. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> her uh, decision to write a letter to the President of the United States recommending that they delay the State of the Union until after government, re- government re- uh, reopens because the Secret Service, the lead federal agency, uh, for State of the Union security, faces its 26th day without funding. Now, of course, Homeland Security, uh, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, responded to that saying, you're a lunatic. Uh, of course, we have plenty of um, security for the President of the United States for national security. This is uh, for the uh, uh, State of the Union address. This is nothing but a political stunt by Nancy Pelosi. Texas Representative Michael Burge said exactly that. My opinion, it's unacceptable to say that the president should deliver his remarks in writing. It's just that, yeah. that no one wants that. The, the president needs to, this is, you know, I guess you see this over and over again, and the Democrats are anxious to do things that don't, well, they don't want to normalize the presidency of Donald Trump. But right. he is the president. He is the people's president. He was elected. He needs to come and deliver the state. At the, the end of the race. day, what Burge, does a great job. what Burge just said is exactly right. They're still battling 2016. It didn't really happen. It didn't really happen. The more things we can do to limit normalcy, to eliminate normalcy, like giving this man the pulpit uh, at the State of the Union address, uh, the more we can pretend it never happened. That's exactly what is going on here. That's also why they refuse to negotiate. They will not come off zero as uh, their negotiating point. The president, as I said to Jim Jordan, has given up so many different things already on this border wall. He has surrendered on so many aspects of the border wall just to get something done to reopen the government, and the Dems won't come off of zero. The comments continue to be made that, uh, boy, just open the government for 30 days and let us work on this, and, and, and we'll get to a conclusion. But if I recall correctly, when the Speaker and uh, the Minority Leader of the Senate went down to the White House, and they, the, the President said, well, if I allow things to open for 30 days, will you work with me? And they said no. And he said, okay, goodbye. And that was the end of that discussion. And that's exactly what he should have said. Because she's not going to negotiate when the government is shut down. Why would she negotiate if the government is then reopened? She is not going to negotiate because, as Tom Homan said, she hates this president more than she loves this country. There's just no getting around it. The only thing that we can hope for is that uh, voters will start to bring some pressure to the Democrats, and especially to Democrat leadership, saying, we are going to hold you accountable for this, not just the Republicans, not just Trump, but you. And uh, minor, uh, uh, Minority Whip uh, Steve Scalise uh, in the House said Dems are starting to get a little nervous. They've tried to do everything to insult the president, to uh, not even acknowledge that he is the president. The bottom line is the American people want to know the facts about this. Uh, they want to watch. They've been tuning in. They watched last week and then saw Schumer and Pelosi give that ridiculous look in response. I think they're seeing that it's starting to come unhinged on their side. When you see more Democrat members of Congress getting really nervous about this because they're saying, seeing people get uh, not get paychecks and they're seeing uh, that their party is standing up for open borders. They don't want to secure the border. Uh, that's an untenable position to hold. That's the only thing that can make this work is if they do truly uh, get nervous. I mean, the only way that will happen is if we make them nervous. And we'll talk more about how to do that on the other side as well. 10 o'clock time for news on AM 1420. The- 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.